Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke and John Brightman. The silent assassin, Matt Costa, is directing from a bunker somewhere. And uh, let's see. Let's turn that on and make sure that that's on. Those are both on, right? Go ahead. Just talk. Make sure we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. I can hear you. And John? Yes. On? Okay. All right. Sometimes I don't hit the right buttons, but I'm looking, and that says number four right on it. So I can't screw that up if it has the number right on it. And uh, we are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night, getting a little bit of a later start tonight. But that's all right. Well, maybe we'll make it up on the back end. I don't know. I'm hungry, though. I haven't eaten, so. I just had oh, McDonald's food. on the way. Did you really? Yes. When you oh. pulled up, I was eating it. Seriously? Yes. I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, I went I went right to, oh, I came here first, dropped some stuff off, and then I went right to wrestling. And then I'm disappointed. Right I thought you were going to have a match tonight. Eventually. Or? It'll happen. It'll have to happen eventually, because the thunder from down under Michael Foster, you know, got physical with me a couple of times, beat me down a couple of times. Yep. Got himself thrown out of House of Bricks Wrestling. For good? Oh, yeah. He was, he, was, he was thrown out. Like, he's suspended. He's not supposed to be anywhere on the property. Still comes back and beats me down again. And so I missed the last show because I think we had an event or something or what, or what have you. But I missed the last House of Bricks show of last year. I show up tonight, and the champion, the heavyweight champion, is some guy named Captain Australia. Oh. Wearing a mask, but yet looking suspiciously like Michael Foster. Same gear, same shirt, same pants, same boots, same moves, same, you know, everything. So I'm like, no, that's that's definitely Michael Foster. And uh, he insists that he's Captain Australia and he's a completely different wrestler. And wow. I'm not buying it, so we'll have to see what happens. So him and I got into it a little bit again tonight, and uh, I'm going to keep my eye on him. I'm going I'm to be having a talk with the House of Bricks Championship Committee. Because if I can prove that that's Michael Foster, I will have him stripped of that title. There you go. Because he shouldn't be holding that belt if he's suspended from House of Bricks. This is true. Might I add that you look quite snazzy tonight. Thank you. I I, I was getting chance of uh, get an iron mm-hmm. from the crowd. I was getting chance of iron that suit. Really? Oh, yeah. The suit was basically, it was, it was in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> from I was like, I wonder what happened to my suit the last time that we did an evening of ghost stories in New England legends. Did I bring it to the to the dry cleaner and never pick it up? Because usually I don't. Usually I just come home and I throw okay. it down, and then you know I'm like, I'll get that to the dry cleaner eventually, and then I'll hang mm-hmm. it up in my closet. And then what ends up happening is I find out I need it, or you know it's a week before I need it again. I'm like, I should probably bring that to the dry cleaner, and that's when I do it. So I was like, oh gee, what did I do? Did I bring it to the dry cleaner? Did I did I leave it at the at the theater? Like, nobody called me to tell me I left it at the theater. So, uh, finally, I, I found the bag, and sure enough, it was all rolled up in a ball. That's awesome. Yeah. The shirt, the jacket, the pants, everything all rolled up in a ball, and well, I was like, Wah. Speaking of pants. Let me air it out, anyway. Candace wants to know if you're wearing pants. I am I am currently, but I might take them off, <laughs> because you said you were cold, and I'm I warm. I did. I'm freezing. I have a blanket on right now. I'm, I'm very, very warm. And uh, the only thing is, is I don't know, I don't have any cereal to eat. When I take my pants off like Candace does. That's her thing? Yeah. 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 Well, we'll tell you later. Even if I tell you even if I tell you I don't know if it'll make a difference. No, probably not, but it's it's just a thing. You just gotta just gotta roll with it. So tonight's show is gonna be it, it we have to tread very carefully with this topic because we're gonna be talking about voodoo. Right. Because there's been some incidents that have happened locally. Over the past couple of weeks. We talked about one of them last week. 
And if you remember, if you listen to last week's show, I know I have to get the podcast up. Don't remind me. But if you listen to last week's show, you know that there was a crime that happened here a couple of weeks ago. The women were just arrested last week, well, you know, prior to last week's show, in which they were two sisters that were supposedly voodoo practitioners that a friend of theirs had a child who she felt, five-year-old girl, that she felt was possessed by some kind of a demon. So she brought her to these two women that she knows, and basically the mother, the daughter, and the eight-year-old son all moved in with them while they were conducting these rituals, you know, kind of 24 hours a day on this girl, and they burned her by blowing fire in her face, Mm -hmm. and she has third-degree burns on her face. She'll be permanently disfigured. Uh, They threatened to cut the brother's head off. They pushed things against the brother's throat and choked him. They rubbed some sort of weird plant mixture on him. Uh, At at one point, they told the brother that they were punishing him because he wanted to have sex with girls. You know, this is an eight-year-old kid. Mm, Okay. And, uh, and, you know, and they're disfiguring the five-year-old trying to get this demon out of her. Every once in a while, you hear hear a weird story like this, and then it goes away and... Okay, it's probably just somebody's mental illness playing out. But it it didn't sit right with me because it's one thing if you say somebody's mentally ill, but there's three adults. Three. I was holding up five. There's three adults involved in this. There's the mother of the children. Right. And two sisters. So you can't tell me that all three of them are mentally ill, are suffering from some sort of delusional tendencies. I mean, there's, there's something at work there. Even if it's the matter of, you know, one of them has kind of... May the other two think that this stuff is real, or what, what have you. There might be some sort of hysteria going on, but there's three adults involved in this situation. So I didn't sit right with me, but I'm like, okay, fine. You know, it'll be another right. five years before we hear about anything voodoo-related. It didn't take long, because Monday, the story broke that there was a murder in Brockton. Right. That two young children were murdered, and they were ages five and eight. They didn't say... What gender they were, they just had a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And it hit me in the gut when I heard that because I said, oh, my God, I hope it wasn't those kids. Yeah. And so I texted Taylor, the news director here, and I said, you know, I, I, I get a bad feeling that this is somehow related to that thing that happened last week. And he's like, no, those, those, kids, were from Bridge, those kids were in Bridgewater. Like, it doesn't matter. They could be right. staying with family in mm-hmm. Brockton. Yep. You know, they could be in a foster home or something, you know, that they could be in Brockton. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't worry about it. It's probably, you know, not, not related. It's a tragedy, but it's probably not related. And uh, then the story comes out that the mother had admitted to stabbing them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's odd, because why would a mother, first of all, I believe she had a third child home with her. <laughs> so why would she have stabbed two of the children, not the third? I mean, not that we want to see another person die, right. but still, it just doesn't seem yeah, right. doesn't make sense. So it just, it seemed odd to me. And then... Sure enough, they arraign her the next morning, and she's telling them that it was a voodoo ritual gone wrong, mm-hmm. and that uh, her family was saying she had practiced voodoo in the past, and but she was also obsessed with the Illuminati, and was okay, looking at all these conspiracy websites mm-hmm. and all things like that, so I start to wonder, like, okay, we have two voodoo cases now within a week of each other, and I mean, yeah. I know... And the- within... T- not even 10 miles of one another. No, n- one town next yeah, to the other. next town over. So, I know you and I were talking, and I chose not to dive into this because as a parent, 
it makes me sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and I just figured there's enough going on in my life right now that I couldn't bring myself to, to read into it. But I figured, you know, I'll wait till we're on the air tonight and, and get all the facts. And obviously I know coming from you, they're correct because you work the news. Um, did you ever find out if these two cases are related? From all of the people, I mean, I went through everything that I could to right. find out if these women knew each other at all in any way, whether it be the two sisters that were arrested for the abuse, whether it be the mother of the two children that left them with yeah. the voodoo practitioners and the family and even the extended family of the woman who killed her two children. I'm trying to find any connections that I can, you know, Googling their names yeah. together, social media connections, anything, seeing if they have any similar. And what's weird about it is the mother involved with the two the mother whose two kids were part of last week's case mm-hmm. the two sisters and the mother who stabbed her children those four women not one of them have a facebook profile mm-hmm. or on twitter really? i couldn't find them on instagram i mean maybe they do but not under their regular name mm-hmm. you know you know a lot of people will have like their first and middle name as right. their facebook name so but even going into some of the facebook groups like the Brockton the groups Hub, and things right. like that, Brockton, people like didn't that. know, they couldn't find any kind of presence for these not people Not only online. that, too. Most of the time, the media itself will search out. I mean, like, you remember when um, uh, Baby Doe happened mm-hmm. in Boston mm-hmm. Harbor? Was that last year or the year before? I think the year before. Um, poor little Bella, who was two years old, who was murdered by her mother. This baby went un unnamed, un... Mm-hmm. undiscovered for months and um when she was finally identified by the neighbors um the media had plastered her facebook page all over the place the mother's facebook page videos personal pictures oh, really? everything yes as soon as it came out the media like like big time you know, like national news had plastered her hmm. facebook page and all of her personal information everywhere so the fact that that hasn't happened yet maybe they don't have Facebook yeah, pages, I don't, but maybe I mean, it's maybe they're running from something. Maybe I couldn't find anything, and we only have a few minutes here before we go to the news, and we're going to uh, be joined by an actual voodoo practitioner right. in the next hour who can give us a little bit more insight. Uh, probably not into the local voodoo scene, but maybe uh, you know from this area originally, I guess, or has been in this area yes. in the past. Uh, so, uh, and it's Sen Moise, I believe so. And uh, so we will talk with him coming up. But there have been other cases of voodoo. Uh, in the area. And I have some stories here that we can kind of delve into as we go through the course of the show, but there have been other voodoo cases. And locally? Locally. Like super local. This is uh, cases in the Brockton area that have involved wow. voodoo. So we have, of course, Doesn't Latarsha Sanders, me. who stabbed her mother, uh, stabbed her two children last week, the two East Bridgewater women. Voodoo scare tactics used on Brockton woman before she was murdered. That was in 2014. We have Brockton teen pulls trigger after neighbor casts voodoo spell. That was in 2013. And woman waves machete while chanting, I do voodoo. That was in 2013. That was in Middleborough. So. I mean, that doesn't mean any of these cases are actually involving real voodoo at all. Right, yes. right, right. But how about the, the two recent cases? It, have we narrowed it down to a type of voodoo? Is it, you know, any particular ethnic background? The problem is, well, the uh, from what I can understand, there is Haitian background in, okay, in all in three both. women. Right. But the problem is, is the investigators who are investigating this are probably dismissing the voodoo angle altogether yep. and aren't even paying attention to it. I tried reaching out to DA Timothy Cruz's office. I tried reaching out to some people I know in law enforcement in that area just to say, 
is there any more to this? Is there right. any more connections here that you are investigating? It's okay if you want to say, like, we aren't commenting on that because it is an active investigation. Right. But at least acknowledge the fact that there may be some sort of correlation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be joined in just a few moments after the news by Sen Moise. We will talk with him about this, about basically about how people bastardize and co-opt this religion mm-hmm. for their own nefarious purposes and that, you know, voodoo at its core would not really involve Correct. killing your children. Now, there are some... some sects and some beliefs where they will actually do that and we can get into some of that stuff and more i mean i've been talking to everybody that i know that's an expert on cult activity Mm -hmm. that's an expert in religious activity just to try to get some sort of connections here uh so we'll we'll try to piece some of this together and at the end of the night we might not be any closer to figuring out any answers but at least we can answer some of our own questions if that makes sense i know know. Sen Moise is actually an expert, um, and I don't want to get his title incorrect, but I'm sure that you have it, um, in Haitian voodoo. And I met him in Sotoju, in Sleepy Hollow, in in October. It was actually a friend, Crystal Madison, who um, linked us up with her, well, linked us up with him um, to do this show. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. I know in the brief time that we had speaking with him, he was very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Very down to earth. Great guy. Uh, Yeah, he was just, he was funny. Yes. Um, you know, intelligent, and we well, we had a great time talking to him. We'll so. talk to him in just a few minutes with more Spooky South Coast. South Coast, well, it's hard to say our number two because we only kicked it off with 15 minutes, but we'll try and make it up for you on the other end as long as everybody's all right with that. But uh, we are talking about the paranormal as we do each and every Saturday night. And actually tonight we're doing a, a special edition of Spooky South Coast because as I mentioned in the first part of the show, there's been two cases in which voodoo has come up. And uh, I don't want to say two cases in which voodoo was involved in the crimes. I don't want to say at which people practice voodoo because I think we need to kind of get an idea of what voodoo is. And I learned about it, you know, years ago, just a little bit. I mean, I don't know very much, but one of the first things that I learned about it is that when you hear people saying that they are practicing voodoo and doing things in the name, you know, using voodoo to do things to people, they're probably not actually using voodoo. And so I feel like we need to really get an idea of what it is before we can kind of look at these crimes and and say, is there something going on with it here? So we're very, very fortunate to have joining us on the line, Hoodoo San Moise, who was raised in Southern Conjure. And from the time he was four years old, he was learning the work of Conjure and Hoodoo. He was learning about the spirit and how important the ancestors are in his life and work. And, uh, And he's also a high priest now, and he is joining us from New Orleans, so... Give me a second here to push a couple of different buttons, uh, but we will get him on the phone. And send Moise, are you with us? 
I am. How are you doing? Uh, we are doing spooktacular. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Well, you know, it's Mardi Gras here in New Orleans, so everything is kind of a little crazy right now. But uh, other than that, it's, it's pretty good, yes. I appreciate you joining us on, on what must be a very busy time uh, with Mardi Gras. But then again, you know, it's it's not like the party's ever going to stop, that you can't just, you know, join us for a bit and then go out and join in the festivities. <laughs> well, that is true. The party doesn't really ever stop here. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so um, I was listening. Um, also, just so everybody knows, I am what's called Ugan Asogwe, a high priest in Haitian voodoo as well. Yes, I was raised in Southern Conjure, and, and, and that's kind of a cousin. But uh, but uh, I am in, in both traditions, okay? So what is the difference between the two? Well, when it gets right down to it, hoodoo in and of itself is really, it's primarily just magic work, whereas voodoo is, um, is a... Uh, 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 a religion, I hate to use the word, but just so folks will understand, is, is an entire uh, a religion um, that is about honoring God, honoring the ancestors, and working with the Loa, or the spirits of the Voodoo. So there is, I mean... For those who are unfamiliar, and again, you know, as, as we mentioned, you're joining us from New Orleans, so... Uh, I've been down to New Orleans. I was, I was very fortunate to get to go there a couple of years, going back again later on this year. I love the city. I love the people there. Fantastic place. But it's not like it's something that is right out in people's faces. I mean, there's some shops and, and you know, some, some different things where people can go and, and look into this. But it's, it's not like it's something that is, uh, you know, most people who practice this, you don't know that they do. Well, in some places that may be true. I will tell you that in New Orleans, that is true in part. Um, you know, it, it depends on how you define the term, you know, not in, in people's faces. Because I can tell you this, I can take you to a graveyard right now where you'll see all kinds of stuff going on that ain't got nothing to do with, uh, uh, with you know, uh, with like uh, the gravestones or, or what have you, you'll see all kind of work that's going on that you know that that's there. Um, so it's one. New Orleans is one of those places that you know it's not necessarily directly in your face, but if you if you look close enough, you can see it everywhere. Um, you know, just you know, like you know, take for example, if you go into St. Louis Cathedral, which is you know one of the big the the big uh, Catholic churches here. You go into there, and there's a section, you know, where they have candles that are, you know, that that uh, that there's lights that they set for folks and stuff like that. You can go in there, and you'll see things like, you know, you'll see things like coins, and you'll see things like, you know, mojo hands, and you know, stuff like that 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 are set next to them, you know, to give, you know, the whatever dead that they're trying to honor, um, you know, to to give them, you know, extra uh, how you say edification or what have you, but. Like I said, it's not something that that's like necessarily directly in people's faces, but it is all over the place here. I mean, I know that there is some degree of 
those who do it as a as a as a business, those who do it for the tourism angle, you know, all the different shops that you can go to, and I know that some are legitimate and some are kind of just for show. Well, yeah, that, that, and that that and that is that is true. There, I mean, there there are some folks that you know that are here to to put on the show. I can't speak to them because I'm not one of them. Um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm an Uganda in Haitian voodoo. Um, so I spend a lot of time between New Orleans and in Haiti. You know, every year um, we do ceremonies here um, that you know that that you know anybody is invited to come to because. You know, most of voodoo ceremonies are actually open to the public. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to why people are, you know, what their motivations are for doing what they're doing, I mean, you know, every every man and woman has to work out their own salvation, so I can't answer for that. I can only tell you that when it comes to the voodoo in and of itself, the voodoo in and of itself is about honoring the ancestors. It's about overcoming oppression. It's about honoring God. It's about working with the Loa, and it's about creating change in people's lives. That's what it is, simply put, you know? And none of that sounds like it's anything even remotely negative. It sounds like it's very positive and, and very much something, you know, of, of the positive, of the good, of the light. Of course it is. It absolutely is. I mean, I will tell you this, that, you know, a big issue, you know, over the years that, is, that has happened when it comes to the voodoo is that, you know, uh, the media and Hollywood has kind of bastardized it and turned it into something, you know, that it is not. And like, for example, oh, I'm going to, baby, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get on a little, uh, 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 I'm going to get a little soapbox here for a second. Like, for example, uh, like, Let's say American Horror Story Coven. You know, they had this, you know, the show which was quite entertaining, absolutely. But then they, you know, <clears throat> they bring out a Loa who they call Papa Legba, you know, who, like, was this dude with a Jamaican accent who, like, you know, ate babies and snorted cocaine out of his little, like, pinky nail. Like, get the hell out of here. That, has, that, that, is, that, that could not be further from the truth of, A, who Legba is, number one, but, B, who, like, the Loa are and what they do. Like, that, that, that is just, like, an example of, like, how, like, the media has taken, you know, something that, you know, is one thing and completely tried to turn it into another. And unfortunately, a lot of people believe what they're fed. They, you know, so they'll see that on TV and they'll be like, oh, my God, Legba eats babies or something, you know, some dumb shit like that. And, and that's not a, at, at all what the voodoo is about. That's not what we do. That's not how we operate. And that certainly is not how that loa is. It, it's just I think that there's been so much of the Hollywoodification of voodoo that it gives people that you know it, it become because it's mysterious because it's something that people don't know about there it's it's easy to fear it and it's easy for it to become something that becomes a device for scaring people and when you look at the way that hollywood has portrayed it it has taken away and stripped away a lot of the what you're talking about the actual tenants behind it and it's turned it into something that's just there to freak people out and that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what it, you know, what it has done. And that has absolutely nothing to do with the voodoo. And I'll tell anybody, I'll, any one of my ceremonies that I do, 
you anybody is invited to. If you want to come to Haiti to a, to a party, party ceremony is synonymous in the voodoo, just so as you know, because it's a, a ceremony is a celebration of the law. It's a celebration of God. It's a celebration of the ancestors. Anybody is invited to, to, to come to that, to see, you know, what exactly goes on. And I can tell you that there have been quite a few folks that are not in the voodoo who have come to ceremonies, you know, that, that we have done, have come to ceremonies to see exactly, you know, because they were curious, you know, because of, you know, things that they may have heard or things that they may have seen, you know, or, or, or what have you that have had one uh, particular, you know, idea, you know, that they're trying to convey about what the voodoo is, which was, you know, a, a complete falsehood to see what exactly it is. And like I said before, the voodoo is about honoring God, honoring the ancestors, honoring the Loa, and working with them to facilitate change in our lives. That's what it's for. That is the thing that, that, that it was born for, was to facilitate change. I mean, hell, look at the Haitian Revolution, for example. You know, it was about overcoming an oppression that was there, and it took the voodoo to do that, to do that, to actually have the only successful slave revolt in history, because there was such an oppression there that the spirits came down, and what they did was they turned the tides in order for the people that were the slaves that were there to defeat Napoleon's army, not once, but twice. Well, we, we have a... We have a, a, another caller on the line, and, and Stephanie, I'll let you introduce our, our caller who's joining in. Yes, so I believe this is our very good friend, Crystal Madison, who is known as the Witch of Sleepy Hollow. And Let's we're going to push her through here and make sure I lock everybody in. You with us, Crystal? I am with you. Hello. All right. And, and great. Thanks for your, thanks for joining us. And, uh, and Sen, you, you can hear her okay? Oh. I'm sorry? Sen Moise, you can hear Crystal okay? Well, I can hear her just fine. Hey, Chris, what you doing? <laughs> How are you, honey? <laughs> sometimes, you know, when we when we try to uh, you know bring multiple people on, sometimes the the technology doesn't work with us. But it seems like it's working. Well, I had okay. an echo on my end until you put me through. So yeah, you I might still get it. Day now. Okay, good. So there's a, there's an actual question in the chat room that says, "Is voodoo similar to Santeria?" And is that the case at all? We have the perfect people on for that question. <laughs> They come from a similar place. Um, you have to understand when the people of Haiti and people of Africa were being enslaved, so were the people from Cuba and other, you know, and other countries. So what you had going on here was they were being converted to Catholicism. They didn't have a choice. And correct me if I'm wrong on any, any part of this, and Moise, on your end. They didn't have a choice. So they started realizing that the Catholic saints were very similar to the Loa. As far as, you know, the, the Haitians and the Africans went, um, Santeria is similar, um, but different. There, there is a much heavier Catholic undertone to Santeria. I would call it like a cousin. To the, mm-hmm. Like Santeria and the voodoo would be like a cousin. Okay. Right. Because they do come, they, like, they, they, like, they do originate from different places, but there are crossovers in both that are very, very similar. So I, I would say that it is, it, it's more like, a, you know, like I said, it's like a cousin. Because we do have, in, in this area, in New Bedford, we do have a good portion of people that practice Santeria. Yes. Right. 
and it pops up in the news every couple of years where you know they and it's never it's never an issue where there's any kind of crime involved it's usually a health inspection issue mm-hmm. is that the you know they'll find out that somebody was conducting santeria rituals with chickens and you know it was not they were not kept in sanitary conditions say, wasn't, and, wasn't that a recent thing where yeah, there was a girl one that murdered happened. a bunch of chickens and locally they can't do anything and about it because blood it's protected. everywhere and yep. posted online as a protective religion right yep. we but, have a very large um, puerto rican culture in this area in uh, mm-hmm. Portuguese and Spanish and from all over, so that. Well, that's that's why a lot that Alan Alves had found was a lot of Santeria was going on in the Freetown Forest during the seventies mm-hmm. yep. and eighties. And uh, when we're talking about voodoo, Sen, we're talking about this being something that is, you know, as as you had mentioned, it's you know, it's it's very much for change. So, what is the how how does somebody normally practice voodoo? How does somebody uh, go, what would be like a typical thing that you would do to to conduct one of these ceremonies? Well, ceremonies come about <clears throat> like walking you through. Well, how do I do this? Basically, you know, it, it comes about to where like there are a whole bunch of offerings that are prepared, like different foods and stuff like that. That that the spirits, the loa, that they like. Um, <clears throat> there's drummers that come and the ceremony in and of itself is all about like i said honoring god honoring ancestors and working with the loa we give the loa honor we call to them and they come down possession happens very frequently um in that and the reason you know possession happens is because the spirits want to commune with us and they do it in in a very uh uh how you say uh, uh you know up close and personal way <laughs> And so, you know, like what will happen is that there will be an, an altar that's constructed that has all these different offerings and stuff that they like um, because when they come, you know, to, you know, what's called, you know, to, to ride the horse or the schwal as it's called in Creole, um, you know, there are things that they may want to, 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 to take into themselves to partake of, to eat or what have you. Um, we sing songs to them. We salute them. And basically what it is is, you know, it's, you know, like I said, the, the word ceremony and the word party are kind of synonymous in the Voodoo. Uh-huh. And so it's an honoring, you know, of those spirits, an honoring of God, an honoring of our ancestors. Um, and at the same time, it is a form of communion with that because when the Loa come down, they may come down because... You know, somebody has been doing some things that they shouldn't be doing, so they may want to scold somebody. They may want to do healing on somebody. They may want to give some sort of a blessing to somebody. So there's all kinds of things that go on, you know, during a ceremony. But basically, I can tell you this, that, you know, it doesn't involve, like, you know, us, you know eating babies or drinking blood or any of that crap well, um, that, uh, you know, that, that, that Hollywood likes to, to, to portray it as. But it's more of a, the, the last, purpose last of a ceremony is communion to the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was the most, it, honestly, I've been to a lot of rituals, a lot. I've been doing this a long time. I have never attended a ritual or ceremony that was as beautiful as this one. And I went in, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. And we, we got there early, and everybody worked together, um, making food, setting up the altar, cleaning the space. It was, it was really 
a very touching um, experience. But in opening yourself up for these for these spirits to come down and, and take possession of you, and opening yourself up that way, is it possible that something negative or something you know evil could come in and do the same? Is there is is there there must be a, a yang to that yin, and there must be you know some sort of darker force for the good? And is it possible that they can come and take you over? In the context of of a ceremony when that's going on, no, and and that's for a couple of reasons. Number one, the first thing that we do is we we pray. We do what's called the Priya Guinea, the prayer of Africa. We're praying and praying and praying. And so we there's protections that are set up, number one. Number two, if something were to slip through that, we have a lot of priests and priestesses that are there that we know what to look for and we, we recognize. And if something is there that's not supposed to be there, we can make sure that it goes away real quick. Well, see, the reason that I ask is because, you know, we've had these cases, and I, and I know that you're a little bit familiar with what has been happening up here, uh, but I'll give the audience a little bit of a, of a primer on it, too, as I, as I ask these questions, because we have some, two cases within the course of, you know, a couple of weeks of each other of these things happening, and actually the news of them happened within days of each other, but we have this story of there's two sisters, Peggy Labossier and Rachel Hilaire, from what I understand, they're of Haitian descent. Uh, they live in a, a town called, was it East Bridgewater? East Bridgewater. East Bridgewater. And this mother, who knows them through her hair salon, uh, thinks that her five-year-old daughter is possessed by some kind of a demon. Or, or, or maybe she's just ex- expressing to these women that there's something wrong with her daughter. They, anyway, they come to the conclusion that there's a demon possessing this five-year-old girl, and so the mother takes the two children, they move in with these two sisters for a while, and they're conducting these rituals where they're blowing fire into the girl's face, permanently disfiguring her. Uh, they are rubbing, uh, they're taking plants and they're rubbing it on the boy, including his genitals. Uh, they're, they're threatening to cut off his head. This doesn't sound like, it, what little I know about voodoo, it doesn't sound like any kind of ritual or ceremony that, that would take place. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. But what I will say, what I will say when it comes to that is that, you know, a lot of times when people do things that are outlandish and, 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 and crazier or whatever, you know, it always turns to the devil made me do it. And I would say to this, what is the difference in that than, you know, like, you know, than, you know, than a couple of like teenagers going out into like a cornfield and like killing something in the name of the devil? You know, like, really, there's there's no difference. But when it comes to the point of being responsible, oh, well, you know, the voodoo made me do it. You know, or, you know, or just, it's, and quite frankly, like, it's, it's dumb and it's outlandish. But here's the thing is that when somebody doesn't want to be responsible for something that they did, they will try to shift that to something else, to take the spotlight, so to speak, off of them. And, it's, and you know... Quite frankly, what it sounds like to me is that, you know, you have a case, you know, or cases, I should say, of some sort of mental illness that's going on there to where they felt that they needed to do that. Because if indeed that that was the case, what would have happened would be that child would be brought to an Ugan or a Mambo and we would have taken care of it, not in that way, but we would have taken care of it to where, like, there could be healing, there could be restoration or whatever was needed to go on, 
you know, with you know, to, to bring the child back to wherever they needed to be. So if if I felt like I had uh, you know a child that was possessed by a demon, first of all, can a child be possessed by a demon in voodoo belief? Can a child be possessed by a demon? Yes. Could there be some sort of a negative force or entity or something that's controlling this child and making this child misbehave, uh, misbehave in that in that belief set? Would 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 somebody who was a a a person who practices voodoo would they recognize when somebody comes in and says, "I think I have a demon"? Would they say, "Oh yes, that's probably a demon"? Okay, so being possessed by and having a spirit around you are two different things. Mm-hmm. Possession, you know, active, like possession by a demon, no. That's not something that's, that's going to happen. Can you have a negative spirit that's around you? Yes, okay. that does happen. And that's not just in the voodoo. That's in many traditions. Right. That's in many belief systems. But having, being able to recognize what is what and being able to discern what to do about that to correct the situation is a whole nother thing. And, you know, like from what you're describing to me about, like, you know, taking and, and like, disfiguring, like, the, 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 the children to try to drive away, you know, the, quote, demon or whatever the hell it is that they're talking about is foolishness. So this, what would be the process then if I brought you somebody and I said, I think there's something influencing my child and making my child act this way. It, it doesn't sound like it would be anything even remotely close to this. It would be kind of the opposite. It would be to, to attack this with as much, you know, love and positive energy as you could. Right. I mean, there are ceremonies that can be done. Absolutely. There are ceremonies that, that, that can be done and things that can be done to, to take to remove that from them, but it's not—it's not involving like mutilation or anything of of that sort. Because remember, the voodoo is all about the spirit. So guess what? If it's all about the spirit, then what do we rely on to to facilitate these changes? The spirits themselves. So why would we have need to to start to mutilate somebody and or basically torture them? You know, to quote drive away the demon or whatever it is that they were saying. We have no reason for that. If something needs to be done to make a spirit leave, we can make a spirit leave. That's just the way that it is. But all of this, like with with all of that, you know, that they're talking about, but that, like, that's a bunch of foolishness. You know, somebody in the chat room said, well, then all those people must be mentally ill. But when you think about it, we talked about it earlier, us three, Tim, me, you, and Stephanie, how? What are the chances that all three would be mentally ill? Right. You know, there's got to be something you, like you, you said. You that, have a mother that's I, buying into this. I, and I understand. I see sisters. where you're going with this, but here's the thing: I don't know that it is a case of all of them being mentally ill. But you, but you also, you know, you have to think about it this in this way: you have somebody who may be mentally ill who has a strong influence over people that are mm-hmm. weak-willed. And just willing to say okay, okay, okay to everything that somebody else does, and they'll go along with things. But I can tell you this, and I and I can tell you this with one thousand percent certainty, as somebody who spends, like I said, I spend a whole lot of time in Haiti. As as a matter of fact, I'll be back in Haiti in May. As somebody who spends a lot of time, you know, over the in Haiti as well as you know here in New Orleans, that what they're talking about that that has nothing to do with the voodoo nothing and that's another one of those cases in my personal opinion it's another one of those cases to where it's like you know the devil made me do it type of thing 
You know, like I said, it's no different than somebody, you know, going to a cornfield and, and, and like, you know, <clears throat> sacrificing something or killing a kid or, or whatever in the name of the devil. It's no different. And, these... and there's always more than one, and usually the ringleader is the one with the mental illness, and the other two are just, you know, mm-hmm. dumb enough to follow along. It's no different. Look at the Salem witch, witch hysteria. Yep. Right. Very good example. And, and what's funny about this is, you know, in the people that I've spoken with and, and speaking with you, Sun Moise, over the course of this week, and, and Crystal, I know in your knowledge base as well, like these things that these women were doing to these children don't ring any bells to anybody as being any kind of ceremony for anything. Like not it, at all. It doesn't sound like there's any kind of beliefs, even if you could say, well, that's not voodoo, it's, it's this being miscategorized as voodoo. Mm-hmm. Like there just doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to what it was they were doing. Not at all. It's not voodoo. It's not witchcraft. It's not. Children are sacred. Are there children aren't harmed in any in, in voodoo? Well, in with, any, with that being said and being put aside, let's let's say it wasn't a child; it was an adult. Do they actually in any type of rituals that voodoo is done, witchcraft is done? Do they burn? Like not say burn the person, but do they actually? like light a fire over them, like blow the fire over them because it's supposed to remove the demon out of them. Is there something like that that takes place that would they could possibly be representing trying to copy? Absolutely not. The okay. only time people have been burned are those who are accused of being witches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That is not a part of our, our, our practice. I guess I, I'm not an expert in voodoo. Uh, you know, Sen Moise is, but I, I have attended a ceremony, and it was nothing like that. Nobody was in a fire. <laughs> Nobody was being burned. Um, I just, when I, when I first heard this story, I, I messaged him immediately. And I, was, I, I sent him the link, and I was like, you have to read this. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like illness. It's, this is not anything that I've witnessed or anything I've experienced or, or partaken in. He said, absolutely not. It just seems like... It's- it just seems like it's random, like just ran, you know, kissing kissing the child like a snake, yeah. and and setting people on fire and and threatening to cut somebody's head off. It just seems like it's like let's come up with the the most horror movie mm-hmm. tropes that we can come up with and and try to claim that that's a ritual. Yeah. Well, like what yeah. uh, our friend Aaron said in the the chat room, maybe there's a local sect of voodoo that is bastardizing the religion. You know, yeah. it one it takes one bad apple to get a bunch of followers and then mm-hmm. teach people Absolutely. the wrong way. And I deal with that a lot. God, even well, with Reiki, with with being a psychic medium, we all have that one story <laughs> that pops up where this horrible medium conned somebody out of twenty grand, or yep. and then people just keep going and going and going because they're sucking people in, and that's yep. it, it could be something very similar to that. One jerk decided to to do it the wrong way and get a bunch of others on board. That's scarier to me. I would rather think that there is a vibrant voodoo culture here, and it's the kind of voodoo that, you know, San Moise is talking about. I I would rather think that there's something like that going on here and that there is a few bad apples that don't get it or a few people who are trying to co-op that for themselves and having this happen. The bigger picture of this, because we're going to get into this other case here now, is I'm really afraid that there is an entire group of people that are practicing it like this. No, that's and, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously there is, and it needs to be shut down. Yeah. But how do you do it? That's what's scarier than just right. thinking that there's these 
two, two things. Let me just give you the details. And, well, and I'm wondering before you go on to the next one is the Brockton police, the Bridgewater police actually working together to see if, you know, when they question these people, is there, and I'm, and I hate to use the word cult, but is there a cult group or a group gathering that's going on somewhere, like you say, to, to practice this and learn this the wrong way? Uh, and I that's, mean, even, even worse, what if they're doing something totally different and just blaming it on voodoo? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Or, you know, is it possible that it's just, they're not even mentioning the word voodoo, but it's just that that's, this is what the people who are reporting it back Hollywood. to them are, are, are yep. thinking about it. Yeah. So let me just give uh, uh, Crystal and, and Sen Moise the details of this other case because this was this is heartbreaking. Uh, Latarsha Sanders was arrested Monday, January 5th after stabbing her two young sons, 8-year-old Edson Marlon Brito and 5-year-old Lasan Brito, to death as part of a voodoo ritual. Uh, the two sons were discovered in, and that's in quotes, I should say, quote, voodoo ritual. The two sons were discovered dead inside their home on Prospect Street in Brockton. Edson was stabbed approximately 50 times. When asked why she stabbed the boy, Sanders told police, quote, it was because of the voodoo stuff. According to court documents, she said she stabbed him because she had failed in the ritual with Marlon. She failed in the ritual with the older boy that she had stabbed 50 times, so then she moved on and stabbed the five-year-old boy. And family members told police that Sanders was into voodoo and was obsessed with the Illuminati rituals and sacrifices. This sounds to me like somebody who, you know, just went online and looked up voodoo and, and got the wrong idea. That is a bunch of cockamamie bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say it before I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, no, uh-uh. Number one. Mm. Number two, What? like everything that you're dis- – that is a nothing at all what we do. It, it sounds to me like somebody done looked up some stupid-ass article on Wikipedia mm-hmm. and is trying to put the blame on something else other than themselves. Because they decided that yep. they wanted to try to do something, whatever that might be, and then ended up killing their own kids, probably, you know, and, and you know, you know, God forgive me for saying this, but like, you know, on purpose for, for some other reason, there's, I guarantee that there is way more to that story than yep. what's being yep. said. I guarantee. Because yep. bottom line, whether you look something up or try to do voodoo or witchcraft or whatever it might be on the internet, you don't touch a child. No, you don't. Right. And it's that's disgusting. You know, and there are actually, I, one of these stories, I have a pile of papers in front of me, but in one of these stories, Plymouth County DA Timothy Cruz says, you know, we have to let people practice whatever beliefs that they want to practice, but, you know, no belief system should ever involve harming a child, and that's where we have to step in. And I've heard from people all this week when talking about this, some people have told me there are some belief systems, not necessarily voodoo, but other belief systems where they do involve the children in rituals, but they would they would never murder them, they would never stab them, they would never ha- harm them in any way. Still not okay. And it, I, I just, especially where the lady says, Sanders says, it was because of the voodoo stuff. That doesn't sound to me like somebody that actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to this. No. Nope. Of course not. Of course not. They don't. They have no idea what they're talking about. And 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 I will tell you that in ceremonies, like do do kids come to ceremonies? Yes, they absolutely yep. do. Do kids work the voodoo? Yes, they absolutely do. But again, we go back to the tenet of what the voodoo is: honoring God, honoring the ancestors, and working with the loa. That has nothing to do with anything that's being described on here. 
what it sounds like to me is like, again, somebody's trying to shift responsibility onto something else because they don't want to be, you know, responsible or accountable for their own actions. I'm, I'm taking a look at this story, and I, I reached out to Sarah Klein, who works for the Enterprise. She's a writer for the Enterprise newspaper. She's been working on, this sto- on these stories, and she compiled a great piece where they look back at some other cases that have happened in the immediate area of these two cases over the last few years. And I didn't hear back from her in time, uh, but uh, you know, I, I want to give her credit for being the one to have researched this. But in 2014, there was a woman named Florence Bolio. So again, we have a, a French-sounding name, so it could be somebody of Haitian descent. Uh, and, and she's a mother of four, was found dead in her Forest Avenue apartment. Her estranged husband, Jean-Michel Bolo, Bolio, who is probably, uh, you know, at least French or Haitian, uh, was arrested for murder. And uh, one of their friends said that Jean-Michel had used voodoo as a scare tactic against Florence, placing voodoo candles on her doorstep, putting a crucifix and white powder in her home. Uh, I mean, is there a darker side to voodoo? Are there spells that can be... And, and spells the wrong word, ritual, whatever. I, I apologize if I'm, I'm mischaracterizing anything, but are there things that can be done in a negative way to bring harm to somebody? There are negative sides to everything. Mm-hmm. And just as the voodoo has a positive, there, there, there are other things that can be done absolutely yes. I would be lying to you if I told you otherwise, but I will tell you, that in the voodoo in and of itself, the way that it is, the, 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 the way that the tradition works, the way that it is, is that, again, we go back to honoring the ancestors, the law, and honoring God. Now, are there other things that can be done? Yes. Is this what this sounds like to me? And first of all, I'd love to know what a voodoo candle is because I, 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 I mean, I'm a priest and everything, but I never heard of that. I don't know what that is, but uh, but secondly, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, what you're looking at is that, you know, did somebody try to cause harm to somebody else? Yes, they did. Are they using, you know, the voodoo, you know, apparently as whatever is being described here as the nation? Yes. Does that mean that that's what it is? No, it doesn't. Is there a darker side to it? Absolutely there is, as there is everything. But at the same point in time, you know, we also have responsibilities to do what we're supposed to do, you know, to make sure that, that, that things are right. And, you know, if somebody decides that they want to, you know, to, to say, well, I did this because, you know, I'm, I'm using voodoo scare tactics on somebody, that's on them. But that in no way does that mean that that is what, you know, is actually going on. And it's not. I think you both will agree with me. Um, you know, there's a negative side to everything, like you said, but it's all about your intention. It doesn't matter what religion is backing you up or behind you. If you have intentions to harm somebody, that's what your intentions are, no matter what. Correct. Yeah, if you look at the voodoo doll, don't. here's a good example of something that's been taken. That was my next question. And made to you, <laughs> made, you know, turned into a scare tactic. You know, you see the memes, and I, I am guilty of it, too. I'll, I'll post a funny meme up there, you know, do you feel it now? You know, like things like that. But, you know, those dolls were originally meant to heal. You know, you insert the needle in certain areas to heal the person of an ailment. That's very interesting. And now you see, you know, now you, I don't know if you can blame Hollywood or or, mass merchandising, but that's what those dolls originally were used for. It wasn't, it wasn't, 
You know, in other cultures and other traditions, they're, they're called poppets. Mm-hmm. If you walk down Essex Street in Salem, I mean, just about every shop has, has a doll in it. So, mm-hmm. I was going to bring that poppets. up. It's a type of sympathetic magic. There is a shop in Salem that is actually, um, I believe the owner has ties to New Orleans. And uh, I walked oh, yeah. in the other day, and um, there was a bunch of voodoo dolls in there that were made with real bones, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And they were not meant to do good to anyone. So I was going to ask you what your, your take on that was. But just well, because they, they had real bones in them, or well, I'm, just, I'm confused. I, I don't know if it, you know, if that's something that's that's typical to using um, in a voodoo doll. But um, they were advertised as not, you know, not in the way that you described, not to heal others or to do. Well, that was good their original others. intent. Um, but you know, can you do bad with them? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's funny that you bring that up because it wasn't, but maybe three or four years ago, I actually passed on some information to Tim, and. Tim, you remember the case that I gave you right. about that voodoo was, doll in the the haunted objects books? Uh, haunted objects book I wrote about it. That was that was a very so. If I if I have this right, you had been told that this object had caused problems for this family, supposedly three deaths, and it was it was a, a fish doll yep. that was yeah. kept in some sort of an ornate box yep. with candles. And from what I understand, if I remember this right, there was uh, the gentleman had. Picked this up, probably working on the docks with some of the Brazilians and, and mm-hmm. the Portuguese that were down there. He picked up this item. He was told that he could use it to because he wanted to cause havoc for his sister and his mother. Mm-hmm. And it ended up coming back and biting him in the ass and ended up making him very sick and he died. Yes. And so then they ended up finding out that he had this going on. He was conducting ceremonies with this. And so you had said, you know, I don't know anything about this. I don't know. This is just the story I was told. And I started doing some research, and I had come up with Macumba, which I would never heard of before, which is a type of supposedly Brazilian voodoo. Is that anything that either of you are familiar with, uh, the idea of Macumba? Uh, I've I've heard of Macumba, and I know a little bit about it, but... Can I tell y'all a big secret that's not really so much of a secret? Sure. It probably is to us. Dolls in the voodoo. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. What, what was I think voodoo, voodoo and voodoo are, are so interchanged. You know, voodoo is a practice. Mm-hmm. Voodoo is a religion. I hate, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it, and there's a difference. It's just like Santeria is a religion, but brujeria is a practice. There's, what, a, there's a difference. I mean, what, but they're... they're what my question is, though, is like, for instance, that case that I dealt with where this, these three family members did die. So there was actual pictures of the family members on the doll. And where the pins were and the pictures were is where these people actually died from different things. The mother actually had a spine problem. I forgot exactly. It's been a few years. But her picture was on the back of the doll pinned in to the spine. The, the sister had some kind of kidney problems and ended up dying, and I forget if it was cancer in the kidney or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but her picture was pinned to the kidney. Those are that some pretty crazy those, that, that's pretty crazy coincidences. So could there actually been some type of voodoo magic that was going on to make that happen? Well, the thing is, is I think you're incorrect when you talk about voodoo magic when it comes to the doll. Now, mm-hmm. like me personally, can I work a doll baby? to do good or to do, you know, not so good, absolutely I can. And I can tell you how to do it, but I won't do it on the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the voodoo itself, 
we do not use dolls. Like, period. We don't use dolls like okay. that. Like, okay. that, that is not a voodoo thing. That whole voodoo doll thing, that is another thing that has come about because of the media and Hollywood. Actually, if you want to go back to it, like the doll baby and stuff like that, you have the European side, which is the poppet, and then you also have the Congo side, which comes from the Nkisi or the, 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 the wooden statues with all the nails in them. Like, that's where that comes from. It has nothing to do with the voodoo, but it has been, you know, like the, the term voodoo has seem, seemingly become an umbrella term for all kind of, you know, whatever bad things are happening. You know, it has become a bad term to describe that, which is absolutely a farce. But and, and as we said, though, it, it only takes, you know, one person trying to bastardize that belief set and the fact that there is so much mystery around it that people just don't understand it. That's what's playing into a lot of this. Uh, Son Moise, is, is this something that, like you said, people can come and see these ceremonies that take place. It's not a big secret. It's just something that people don't know about. It's something that people that, that people you know may not know about, and the education that they get is either from you know watching movies or from you know from the internet. And here's another gigantic secret: you can't learn voodoo from the internet. Because I'll tell you this: that that about ninety percent of what you find on the internet about voodoo is uh, uh, how you say. How do I put this nicely? Not true. And you know when it comes right down to it, like I said. Ninety percent, about ninety percent of voodoo ceremonies are are actually open to the public. Do you know why? Because the voodoo, in and of itself, is is something that is oriented to the community as a whole. It is something that is not singu- that, that is not a solitary practice. It's not a solitary thing. It is oriented to the whole community, the town, the village, what have you. It's oriented toward all that. So, anytime a ceremony is going on. Everybody is invited to come. Like they're they're, they're really like the, the the secrets that 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 we have are things that yes we absolutely do keep. But to see what goes on, anybody pretty much can. So there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to, uh, you know, nothing that should be looked upon negatively. It's just it's it might be a different belief set than your own. Uh, but it just doesn't it doesn't mean that it's wrong and it doesn't mean that it's anything that goes against what it is that you believe. I mean that's the biggest thing that we hear, you know, working in the paranormal world and working with, you know, ghosts and things of that nature and Stephanie having her mediumship abilities is people will say, Oh well that goes that goes against God. And but it doesn't it sounds like everything that you're talking about goes hand in hand with many other religions and other belief sets. It's all the same idea, it's just different ways of practicing and different ways of acknowledging uh, the ancestors and, and God. You're absolutely right, but it's funny because you just said something that I found to be quite interesting. Is that you know, like people will say, like you know, you were talking about like like with Stephanie's like mediumship abilities and you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know how you know it's something that goes against God. Well, let me ask you a question: Who the hell determines what is for and what is against God, and how do they determine that? Right. It's all constructs of man, anyway. It's all man-made, mm-hmm. written in books that people carry around with them. <laughs> I, boy- I boycott religion anyway, so well, we won't go there. You have to have faith in something. No, we don't. Yes, I do, but I'm just saying the organized religion part I, I boycott. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, 
it, I think it's silly because you just end up judged. And I tell everybody all the time that I, I wouldn't have the gifts I do if God didn't give them to me. I, 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 the reason why I feel that way is only because when I went overseas for a tattoo convention, mm-hmm. I happened to be in Milan, Italy. And you guys know, even if you haven't been there, there's huge, beautiful, beautiful cathedrals there. We went to walk in. The priest actually looked at me, my boss at the time, his wife, and said, you guys aren't welcome because of the way we were dressed, yeah. because of the tattoos. We argued with him that this is the house of God. We should all be let in. Wouldn't do it. Turns around, as we're walking away, he's taking money from other people to put into his church. And then here comes a gentleman wearing military uniform in a wheelchair, pushing himself up the, up the ramp. He goes to go in, and he literally grabbed him, spun him around, and pushed him away and said, I've told you to stay away from here. You're not welcome. You, you take our money. So we ran back, got the guy, took him away, gave him some money. But that's when I, like, totally lost and denounced against organized religion because of that. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody's supposed to be welcome in God's house. All right. Religion was (laughs) created to control some Mm -hmm. and to allow for, you know, the the rise of a few. And it it doesn't sound like that's the case with voodoo at all. It sounds like voodoo is something that's very, you know, inclusive with with everyone and and something that – you know, encourages camaraderie and companionship among people. I think it's fascinating. Well, I want to know more. Companionship is something that, that, that is absolutely necessary. And I'll tell you this, the voodoo is very familial. You know, it yes, is about the family. It is about the community. <clears throat> because of why, you know, and I'll go back to this again. You know, when we're talking about, like, you know, the, the 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 Haitian Revolution, you know, took a community to do the ceremony of Bois Caimon to come together, so that the revolution could begin, and so that they could be free from the oppressors that were essentially not only enslaving them but murdering them and torturing them and doing all kinds of horrible things. So the one again, another you know tenet of the voodoo is community. It's not there. There is no like singular anything when it comes to that. It is about the community as a whole coming together as a whole to honor God, coming together as a whole to honor the ancestors, coming together as a whole to honor and to work with the loa. Like that's what it is about. It is not about like you know any of this you know like the dumb shit where these people you know talk about like you know oh the voodoo made me do it crap. Like that, that, like that has nothing to do with what the voodoo is. Not now, not ever. All right. Well, that, I mean, that seems like a good place to leave it. Uh, before we let you go, Sen Moise, why don't you tell us how people can come and, uh, and, and find out more from you if they are going down to New Orleans, like, you know, maybe three people in this room might be doing. Yes. Are you around in November? Uh, in New Orleans in November? Yes. Uh, I will be here in November. Yes. I'll be actually up in, uh, uh, where will I be? In, in New York in October. I'll be over uh, teaching over in uh, Sleepy Hollow in October at, uh, at Crystal's event. Well, John and I will be there, so we'll yes. see you there. We will see you there. But, but me, Tim, Stephanie, and Porter are all going down to New Orleans in November. November 9th to the 11th. Yes. So we, we should definitely all get together and uh, meet up while we're down there. Oh, yeah. That'll be great. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be here. We I'll want to check here. out your shop, and we want to learn more. So, educate us. Please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you can come. Um, yeah, just come down here, and we can, you know, we can, you know, do whatever it is y'all want to do. And um, 
you know, like if people want to find me, they can find me on Facebook under Hoodoo San Moise. Um, uh, I uh, co-own a store in uh, in New Orleans called Conjure New Orleans at uh, 506 Dumain Street in the French Quarter. Um, and, uh, you know, I typically... I'm, you know, I'm teaching around the country, so, you know, it's depending on what time of year will kind of depend on where I'm at. Like, in April, I'll be in uh, Nebraska. In May, I'll be in Haiti. Um, and then I go to Atlanta at some point. I think that's in maybe June or July. I forgot. And then, uh, yeah, so, like, just let He's me know, and I'll tell you where I'm going to be. In August. <laughs> Oh, and a book, a book coming out a book as well. Out. Well, we'll have to have you back on to talk about the book when it yes. comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a, a book coming out. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 just just that, that thing? little thing I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will definitely have you back on to talk about that. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. And we'll let you get back to Mardi Gras. You know, yes. Say hi to everybody for us. All, <laughs> all the thousands of people that'll be. Uh, I was going to say all 98,000 million yep. people that's here. Go yeah. collect a lot of extra beads for us so when we get down there, we can have our own Mardi Gras. Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to worry. They'll still be beads even in Oh, the, really? Oh, beads oh, yeah. are year-round. I've never been. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Thank well, you. Take care. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, Crystal, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in the future as well. Sounds good. Bye, Crystal. Good night now. All right. All right. Y'all have a good night. Thank you again. Thank you. As you. Well. Thank you. That is Crystal right. Addison and Sen Moise. Bye-bye. Sen Moise joining us all the way from New Orleans yes. so we can find out really the truth behind some of this stuff. And we're going to take a break for the news coming up uh, at midnight. When we come back, why don't we do a little bit of a wrap-up? Yeah, let's do uh, that. I, you know, I feel like I, uh, there's still some things that I want to discuss a little bit uh, amongst the group here. And we'll also, we can take your calls as well, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 if you have any thoughts or questions. We'll just do like another like 15, 20 minutes when we come back after the news, and uh, and we'll we'll try and see if we can get some more thoughts going around here because I, I want to get into some more of the local side of things and I, I don't want to bother the folks that aren't from here with some of these other things from the local angle that you know may or may not have any uh, relation to their areas of expertise so we'll do that coming up on the other side again 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 are the numbers to call in you can also email us spooky crew at spooky you can jump in the chat room at spooky tv at spooky uh, you can also uh, find us on twitter at spooky sc or use the hashtag spooky live so we're going to take a quick break for the news you will hear all the national headlines and when we come back on the other side more discussion about voodoo more discussion about these local cases that have been plaguing us over the last few weeks with more spooky south coast coming up all right we are back with more spooky south coast hopefully matt knows that we're back because i didn't run the theme song i just figured that uh not quite yet we didn't need it a third time not quite yet it's all right he can hear us now is he's there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a delay there with that we'll um, figure it out it's sometimes it works good sometimes it it works with a little bit of a delay, but that's all right. So I wanted to kind of just uh, come back and, you know, do a little bit of a, a post game on the conversation that we just had, because it was great learning a lot about the true side of voodoo from from San Moise and from Crystal, and this is something that you know we've not really explored a lot on the show, right? 
Uh, and I think that we should look into it more and, and discuss oh, yeah. it more because that can be an avenue for people to learn more about it. But I also think, too, that, you know, we're, not, we're never going to be able to shake a lot of these preconceived notions that people have about it. Right. We're never going to uh, be able to get rid of that stigma that mm-hmm. has been built up over hundreds of years. And I, I didn't want to get too bogged down in a lot of the religion conversation uh, while we were learning. I didn't want to kind of veer off into tangents, but that is the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons, I think, why voodoo has this negative connotation is because it was something that was, uh, you know, it, it was demonized by Christianity. You know, right. they were trying to keep people from turning to it. They were trying to keep people from practicing it. They were trying to make it look like, oh, no, that's not, and and there's there's a pattern to this. Mm-hmm. There's a pattern to this through history. So when you have religions like voodoo, when you have religions like paganism, when you have these right. belief systems that are all-inclusive and would eliminate the need for any kind of hierarchy and for any kind of uh, you know mass control, I think that you've seen that get quashed by these bigger religions and especially... You know Christianity because of its power and its reach, so they were always looking to to squash these other religions from being able and co-opting them too. I mean, you know, as we've discussed here in the past, uh, both off the air and on the air, that a lot of the religions that pe- a lot of the uh, holidays that people celebrate have been co-opted pagan religions mm-hmm. that are just like now they're suddenly you know there's a reason why. We celebrate Jesus' birth on December 25th when he probably was born in, what, March? I forget, but I think it's March. And then, you know, Easter didn't happen, you know, the the resurrection didn't necessarily happen in the spring. Right. But it was convenient to take over the pagan spring rituals. and equinoxes. So there's, you know, a lot of that that's happened through history. And I think that, you know, because there wasn't a lot that they could co-opt from voodoo. Right. That they just kind of gave it that. Yeah. That 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 darker side to it to to make it look like something people would be afraid of. So I think that's part of the problem here is that plays into whatever is going on here uh, locally, whether it be just some twisted people that just happen to latch on to that as mm-hmm. their rationale to explain this behavior, or as we were saying before, is there something going on here? Is there some kind of a connection here? Is somebody influencing them? Because if we go back, John, you had mentioned the the stuff in Freetown, and if we go back, I was talking to Alan Alves about this this week, and uh, you know, trying to pick his brain. And I, I won't get into too much of what he told me because I I didn't ask him if it was on the record. But basically, he just said to me like, "There's stuff going on all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's there's groups and." sects and belief systems that, you know, aren't always on the right side of things, that aren't always on the good side of things. And so if that's happening, is it possible that this is, you know, I I won't say voodoo, because obviously they're going against everything that is actual voodoo teachings, but is there some kind of a, a cult operating that's masking itself with voodoo? Or playing on people's negative associations and connotations based on the Hollywood version or the the way that 
you know, other churches that presented voodoo, are they using that to their advantage to make this into something? Right. Which we see that happen all the time with, with satanic cults. They don't necessarily believe in Satan. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily believe in, you know, and, and again, true Satanism is certainly different than the people who are often associated with being Satanists, satanic cults. But, you know, they're just looking to be the opposite of what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. They're looking to be the, you know, it, it, for them it's more about not doing what everybody else is than it is about having a firm belief set. And I wonder if this isn't the same thing. Right. If this isn't like we were going, we're going to do some bad stuff and this is going to be a convenient scapegoat for it. So we're going to be this voodoo cult. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alan's told me plenty of times, and I didn't believe it till I went and saw it with my own eyes. He says, you go out on these, and he showed me, there is an actual Santeria cult calendar. Mm-hmm. And he showed me it, and I, I just, not him, just in general, I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way anybody believes this stuff anymore, anybody does this. And he told me, no, there's people still out there. And one night I went to the top of the tower, the, the fire tower in, in the forest, and he says, you watch, you look out there, you'll see it going on this date went down over close to where it was going on, and there was tons of cars. And I mean, I don't know what they were doing, but everything fit the profile of what he said. So I believe there still is stuff going out there. And why couldn't they be, you know, masking themselves as, oh, we're doing voodoo just to make it so it doesn't look like they're doing what they're actually doing and blaming it on something else? Or could it be that, you know, they are operating under these other... I mean, obviously the case of the murder is different. The case of these yes. women abusing the children... Because they friendly, you know, they specifically mentioned voodoo. Right. Yes. But it's also possible that because there are those who are involved in this, law enforcement, uh, you know, district attorney's office, you know, that they may not be familiar with all the ins and outs of what they're dealing with. You would like to think that they are knowledgeable about it, but they might not be. Mm-hmm. So they're putting these labels on it as a way to kind of categorize it. I, th- there's there's not enough Allen Alves to go around. Like, there isn't an Allen Alves on every police force that can be an expert in this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and we can we can tell you, I, you know, we're not naming any names or anything, but more often than not, when they when something like this goes on, people will ask us, mm-hmm. what does it mean? Yes. Or who can we refer them to? Yep. I can't tell you how many times, you know, younger police officers that don't know about Allen and his, and his reputation as being the cult cop, you know, people who will say, hey, who can I talk to about this? And I've had to give them Allen's contact info yep. because... There's just not that level of expertise anywhere anymore. And uh, and he's, you know, somewhat kept his finger on the pulse of what's going on. But as he said, you know, he's even tried to not have to deal with it as much anymore yes. because it did take up so much of his life. So, And I'm sure seeing certain things and, and learning certain things, it kind of overwhelms you after a while, mm-hmm. though, too. You eventually get to the point where enough's enough yep. and you can't deal with it. That's what worries me the most about this, is that now that this is in the news... Are we going to see more happening? There's going to be more of it happening. And it's funny. The one person I didn't think to reach out to this week, and I probably should have, was Lauren Coleman. Because he's the one who tracks a lot of when there's copycat things Mm -hmm. that go on. And this is something to keep an eye on, because there will definitely be copycat crimes from this. Now, I'm not saying we're going to see more people murdered, and, yeah. and let's hope that we don't, but there's going to be people that are caught doing things yep. that are going to yeah. blame it on this. Right, of course. Because it's convenient. Or maybe there are some people that are going to say, oh, I didn't realize that voodoo was a thing around here. I'm going to look into this. And as Sen Moise was saying, they're going to try and learn from the internet 
And what are they going to find? Maybe they'll find some other local people in chat rooms that are dealing with chat rooms still a thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But they'll they'll find like Reddit is a thing. They'll find some local people who are involved in this. It's a it's like a blog type uh, forum website. I'm I'm not that good with Reddit either. I'm I'm computer illiterate most of the time. I I still got her running my Instagram and Twitter. Well, you shouldn't tell other people when somebody's running it for you. Why? Keep up the illusion that it's you. I don't want that. You run your own Twitter lately. Two posts a month, mainly, maybe. <laughs> you can tell when it's John because he goes to type one letter and hits three. Yes. From his giant thumbs. Yes. Uh, I know. I have or, this, or, I have or, or I get yelled at from her with voice texting. Oh, so. my God. It's so bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> sometimes we have trouble understanding it. I can't imagine how your phone gets. <laughs> right. Gets, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, that's that's the big worry here is that. It's a twofold worry that there's going to be copycat effect from this, and also that what if there is actually something out there operating? Yep. And, and I was just going to say that. I mean, right now they don't know for sure if there is. There could be some group in the Middleborough, Fall River, wherever, Brockton, Braintree area, that's operating, giving the wrong idea of what they're supposed to be doing and teaching these people, like he, like he said, learning off the Internet, teaching them the wrong thing. We could see even more happen. It takes one person to reach the level of the point where they're the they're the focus mm-hmm. of, of a group of people. And just that one person has to be convincing enough. And then whatever it is that they're selling, all the followers will start buying. You know, it's funny. You, you The way you just said that made me think of a show that I'm watching right now. And mm-hmm. it's based on a real case that happened a long time ago, Waco. Yep, I've been watching it too. I was and, thinking and, the same thing. And that's exactly what it is. It took that one guy to make everybody believe that he was the Messiah, that he was this, to follow him. And what did they all do? They all followed him. And I'm not I'm not enough of a biblical expert to know. Yes. Be the like, first to know about South Coast I, story. <laughs> I don't know. That's just David Koresh checking in. I don't know. I don't know if uh, I know enough about it to say, you know, if the stuff that he was saying was right or wrong. But, you know, he had people that lived with him that were biblical scholars that mm-hmm. would know if he was, you know, bastardizing the Bible for himself and and using, you know, the stuff written in the Bible for his own means. And they didn't call him out on it. So he right. must have been, you know, and I look at something like that and I say, well, like, we're, who's to say that he was wrong? You know, who's to say that if he had people believing in him and, you know, just because they didn't follow the law doesn't mean that they were wrong in their beliefs. And the same thing can be said for some of these other cults and organizations that are out there. Just because they might do things illegally doesn't mean that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about, you know, if there are people locally practicing Santeria, and I know that there are, and right. I know that there's people listening right now that do, that's protected. Mm-hmm. And... As long as it's not harming anybody else or getting in the way of anybody else, then they have to allow it to take place. But it's just because it got to the point where, you know, it wasn't sanitary that right. we found out about it. That if they just cleaned up after themselves mm-hmm. or, or, you know, kept the chickens a little cleaner, then nobody would have ever known what they were doing. I don't know. I don't I've, – I've, there's nothing that I've believed in strong enough to – you know, want to dive into any of this stuff. But I do understand when people do believe how powerful that belief can be. Of course. And how easily it can be that, you know, somebody can, I don't want to say fool you, because fool you implies that they are intentionally trying to 
you know, lead you down the wrong path. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of these times these, you know, cult leaders, uh, they fully believe what it is that they're doing. They just might not be correct about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's possible that that could be operating. But when you have two instances where children are hurt, and, and in the case of two of them killed, that's a huge cause for concern. Oh, and I'm, I really hope, and I'm sure that they are, but I really hope that law enforcement and the DA's office, I hope that they're looking into these connections and trying to see what's going on here before this happens to somebody else. Right. So. I'm sure they are. I, I mean, I would think with how close the cities are, being neighboring cities, and I, I would think that they have to be looking at the coincidence. And it, and it, and it seems like they're all of Haitian descent. Mm-hmm. So is there a, a cultural community connection there? doesn't mean that there is. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people here from Haiti that live in this area. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they know each other. Brockton is very packed with it. I mean, I, 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 run the ta- I own the tattoo shop up there, and I see it all the time. There is a lot of Haitian descent in Brockton. But so it doesn't mean that they know each other. Exactly. It doesn't mean that they're you know worshiping together yep. or, or any of that. So I don't know. I always say this with what we talk about here. Our job is to kind of learn as much as we can and share that with the audience and leave you to kind of make your own conclusions. But I will say this. If you are listening to us and you're local, if you're in the Brockton area, the Bridgewater area, if you, even if you're here on the South Coast, if you know anything about this, anything about whether it be those who practice voodoo or say that they do and might not be practicing it correctly or any of that, let us know. Because uh, I would like to be able to connect with some local people uh, and be able to talk with us again. Of course, it's great to be able to go right to San Moise in New Orleans and, and find out the actual truth. But I'd like to find out a little bit of the local impact and the local angle on this as well. So you can reach out to us at Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. That's the way to get a hold of us all week long. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we were talking about maybe doing some spooky South Coast Snapchat, too, somewhere down the line. Apparently, we still have a spooky triangle uh, Facebook filter because oh, Gazelle, yeah. Gazelle found it the other night from when we did the spooky triangle. He was, like, going through because he mm-hmm. loves to do stuff with Facebook filters, and he found the spooky triangle one. So I was like, whoa. whoa. So, you know, we'll, we'll play around with some more of that stuff as well. We like to have fun. Stephanie can run the Snapchat. I hate Snapchat. <laughs> she, yeah, I've sent her things on Snapchat that she's never I opened. I probably haven't even opened it. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not personal. I just figured I'd give you more to do. I like I like Snapchat because if people want to see anything that I'm doing, like visually, I like Snapchat because I use the filters because then you don't have to look at my face. Mm-hmm. So. Do you remember when I tried to get you to take pictures with me with filters and you're like, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. It is stupid. It's totally stupid, but it's better than looking at my face. Uh, I'm just not going to put on... I tried. Reindeer horns or... No, I don't do any of those. Bunny ears with a bunny nose. and No. I don't do any of that crap. No, I'm not, I'm not looking to be a, a dog or... Oh, okay. No, no, but like, you know, like they have ones like promoting certain things, like when a movie's coming out or something, like you can make yourself Star Wars. Like a Star Wars or Yeah, something. like I'll do that okay. kind of stuff. Or there was, you know, there was one where like they had you skiing. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, things like that I'll do. <laughs> But no, I'm not going to turn myself I say so into a child. Oh my god, That's, it's time for bed. All right, well we're going to wrap it up anyway, and uh, we will be back next week with another edition of Spooky South Coast. Until then, for John, for Stephanie, for Matt, for everybody else, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular. <laughs>